0: Hello ladies and gents, Um, it's been a while since I've done one of these and uh, I just wanted to first of all I want to pre-record this because again it's not always applicable for us, us guys and girls who are always really really busy to be able to turn up to these live zooms. Don't get me wrong I think live zooms are better, Um, I like doing it live, Um, it's better for me, it's better for you guys but it's not really practical. So I feel as though pre-recording these and allowing you guys to watch them in your own time or listen to them um, is going to be a much better use of your time. Um, So I'm feeling a wee bit under the weather and I forgot to bring some water with me, but we're just going to go with it Um, a little bit clogged up, a little bit congested and a little bit sniffly. But yeah, we'll go with it. So what we're looking to talk about today is how to achieve long-term change for the 9 to 5 athlete so not just for any old fucking person i'm going to swear a lot in here because i'm going to get quite animated um i like getting animated because it means that i care um for the 9 to 5 athlete not just joe blogs not just fucking some plonker down the road for the 9 to 5 athlete for you guys that are in the program already and i want to really help you understand how you kind of how you achieve results which then manifest themselves as <clears throat> a lifestyle because a result suggests that you have picked up a result at the end of the day, at the end of the program, at the end of the match, and that's it. You move on to the next one. But it's not about a result as such. Initially, it might be. It might be about getting that before and after photo, and it might be that might be about um achieving X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, like long-term change comes from a lifestyle, not from a fucking before and after photo. Because how many people do you know that did a diet and then fucked it off after and then didn't? stick to it how many people do you know that did a half marathon and then never run again like that's not a result that's that that's a result but it's not a change because long term change is forever more it's highly adaptable it evolves it changes over time you're never going to have the same kind of goal on day 1 as you do on day 345 um things evolve over time so that's kind of how i'm going to how i'm going to frame this I was, hopefully this isn't too boring i don't think it's going to be boring i think it's actually going to be the opposite I'll hopefully give you a different perspective on the journey that you're currently on um and yeah it could be a little bit scary because sometimes like thinking about changing your whole lifestyle is like oh god that means i need to sacrifice things yeah it does um <clears throat> so let's move through oh, i didn't really need that so First of all, for you to understand how to thrive in this whole fitness nine-to-five athlete world of training, of marathons, and lifting weights, and being your best self, you need to understand Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Now, we dive into psychology quite a bit within this video. and Maslow's hierarchy of needs is something that I learned about in psychology class in college absolutely moons ago. Um, And it essentially refers to the actual needs of a human being. And there is a hierarchy because what happens is physiological needs come before everything. If you cannot breathe, nothing else fucking matters. If you cannot eat, nothing else fucking matters. If you cannot drink water, if you don't have a roof over your head, if you don't have clothing, if you're running about naked with no sleep, starving, um, barely able to breathe, nothing else fucking matters. That marathon does not matter. That fucking If you look good, Without your top off, doesn't matter. Do I have a six pack? Doesn't fucking matter. And we go up in levels. And I've said fucking about 300 times already. So apologies if anyone's listening with kids around. Um, but it's just, again, try to get a message out here. So the next level then goes safety and security. So health, employment, property, family, social ability. Then after that, we kind of begin to think about things that are a little bit deeper, things that we don't necessarily need as such to survive on an actual am I breathing or am I not level? Um, But they're really, really important and they're a massive thing when it comes to like the happiness of you. So friendship, family, intimacy, sense of connection, another basic human need. And then we go up a level and this is where we start to think about, okay, this is maybe where we are right now. We maybe have this and we maybe have this, but we're lacking a sense of self-esteem, confidence, achievement, respect of others, the need to be a unique individual is another need of a human being. And that's really important <clears throat> because that's kind of where the to five athlete and that's where fitness steps in. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then self-actualization. Now, this is where I believe people get to by the end of the program, if they really dive in. I could name you about 20 people that have probably really achieved this, got to a point of self-actualization, which is a really, yeah, uh, A really important kind of thing to want to achieve but very rarely do people get here on a basic level because yeah they've got their physiological needs covered but they're eating like shit they're just they're treating their body terribly and then they kind of forget about this stuff they're not really that concerned about that so the point I'm trying to make here is that for you to achieve long-term change it's actually really important that you have these three things in place just now Obviously we want you to have food and water. If you don't have food and water, there's fucking a slim chance you're investing in your health. Um if you don't have clothing or you're not able to if you've not got sleep. This is why a lack of sleep, like this is why if you've had a really bad sleep, everything else goes out the window. Can't be ours training, my food's all over the ship, all over the, the shop because you're like, I just need to sleep, I just need to sleep, hence why sleep is so important. Um <clears throat> so that's why then if we have these kind of three things sorted on a basic level, um, then it's actually easier for us to then go and try and achieve this kind of long-term change because you'll keep going back here. You'll keep going back to the bottom. Your hierarchy of needs does not care about doing a high rocks, does not care about doing a half marathon. So this is why these three things need to be really locked in before we start thinking about building that confidence and achievement and self-actualization. Um, Really, really important. Okay. If you know, you know. If you know, this is a lovely holiday destination. Me and the boys have been here various times before. Um, Really loved it. Really nice in the winter. A um, couple of dangerous characters going around. If you know, you know. But okay, I'm going to have to tell you because if you don't know, then it's going to be a bit confusing. So this is Verdansk. Uh, It's not a real place. Um, It's based on a real place, but it's a Call of Duty map. Warzone specifically. We played this like madding and lockdown. Well, my Wi-Fi didn't really allow me to play very often, but we played this like mad in lockdown, constantly, absolutely spamming hours and hours of Call of Duty. we jump on the headset, like anywhere from like three to 10 of us on the headset, just chatting shit, going around, shooting people, working as a team, jumping in the jumping in the planes, jumping in the helicopters, just like winning wars. Well, I very rarely won wars and i was shit at it. Um, but yeah, like coming together as a group, as a collective to go into this kind of virtual world to try and take on people as a team. So, why this is important is because a lot of guys and girls in the modern world right now um, aren't really that interested in fitness, aren't really interested in going to the gym. And now, I've got a bias, I'm a personal trainer, but I personally think every single human being, if they have covered these three bases, should be doing something physical for their health. If they are not they're putting themselves at major risk of 1 million trillion different diseases, a million different like cardiovascular health problems, heart problems, well, that's the same thing. um, Just generally putting themselves more at risk of health problems. So for me, if we go back millions and millions of years ago, every single human on this planet, unless they had both of their legs bitten off by a tiger, we're physical. We're going out and hunting. We're doing physical things. It's only in this time that we live in right now that people aren't doing physical stuff. I know some kids right now that do fucking nothing, absolutely nothing. I know some adults that do absolutely nothing. They work at an office desk, they go home, sit on their arse and do nothing. I'm sorry. I don't really care who this upsets. And I know it won't upset any of you guys, but I might actually put this out to the further public and share it. Um, I don't care who this upsets. You should be doing some fucking exercise. And... I'm not just saying that from my little kind of fucking ivory tower. Oh, I'm a PT. I can run about. I'm fine. I'm fit, blah, blah, blah. Everyone should be doing exercise. If your job is not physical in any way, shape or form, and you're kind of sat on your arse pretty much all day long, you're literally increasing the percent. If you got to see the percentages on the screen live on a day-to-day basis of, okay, I've just like sat on my arse again for the sixth day of the week. Oh, my risk of heart disease just went up by 1% that's not so good if you got a live feed of that across the whole year showing you what would you do differently I'm guaranteeing you would do things differently it's a case of not understanding your mortality you're you're not a mortal you are no you are a mortal sorry you can die you can die and um, I'm not sure if I got that round the, the right way but you you can die and you're increasing your risk of dying if you're not doing exercise it's literally true and um, so Why aren't we doing exercise? And what's happening now in this modern world is that more and more kids and more and more people are – they're not getting that sense of achievement, that sense of belonging within a team, that sense of I'm actually carrying out something. I'm actually doing something for myself. Therefore, they are jumping on games like this and spamming it for 10 hours a day because they look at they look for that sense of I belong here, that sense of I'm I am I mean something. Now gamers nowadays are on a different level. Like there's professional gamers and there's YouTubers making millions off of this shit. So I don't say that lightly. In terms of I don't I'm not kind of like branding it as stupid because it's not. It's actually a really fucking impressive industry right now. Um, but if your example of exercise is sat on your ass playing Call of Duty, then you need to be doing more. Now. I know none of you are in that position, but it's a case of understanding that for the people around you and maybe the kids that you're going to have in the future or already have. So this is initially, this is going to make my take on (coughs) the the path of no return. So how you make long-term change. So initially this is where people enter. This is where 75% of people enter, but fail these two stages here actually deciding that they want to make a change. So, initially the first time that you want to make a change like a really big change and you're like things have to be different here i have to actually make something happen i am at my wits end i need to do something about this it tends to be based off of this is what i believe this is not based on any sort of evidence but i'm sure it lines up with the evidence because a lot of my thought processes are through things that i've read they either come from impulse oh fuck i should probably go and do something i really fancy doing that That looks good let me try that uh, it's not always the most successful version of this. You can be pushed by a teammate, by a parent, by a partner, um, into change. You can do it off your own back, but very rarely does it just come to your mind one day and go, I'm going to change my life. There's something that happens to make you do that. Now, this is probably the one that happens for most, pe- most people. It's initially that the fact that you're kind of pushed by pain. You're pushed by something negative happening in your life, and that's the thing that gets you started. Now, I could talk about probably 95% of the clients that come on board with me initially start something because there is an aspect of pain or an aspect of displeasure within their life that makes them want to change. I'm fat. I had a fall. I fucking had a little health scare. Um, my doctor told me I had to. Um, Someone pointed it out to me one day, and it made me feel really shit. I've not really, I've been getting injured on the football park. All of these things come from pain. And there's a really cool study that shows this. Um, and i should sure have rattled this off before, but let's say the study was done. <clears throat> I can't exactly remember when or who did it. Let's just go with the actual study itself. So they put rats in a cage. Rats are really intelligent creatures Um, on many levels, which people don't really believe, but they really are. They're really intelligent. Um, And hence why they're used in so many studies that, or mice are used in studies where rats and mice are used in studies. So what they did was they put cheese in a little box and put the rat in the cage. The rat smelled the cheese and went towards the cheese and went, okay, let me go and eat that. Um, What they then did was they tried it a few times and then they noticed that, okay, the rat goes to the cheese. That's quite obvious. It's what it's going to do. So what they did the next time was they placed a cat at the other side of the cage and they put cheese at another side of the cage so what the rat did was it still had it still had the cheese the exact same distance away from it but it had the cat the cat couldn't actually get it the cat they weren't just like chucking cats and making them eat eat the rats what the rat did was it went away to the furthest corner of the um of the cage to get away from the cat and the cheese was literally right next to it but it wasn't concerned about the cheese at that point it did not give two hoops because it's Level this hierarchy is a different thing to the hierarchy of needs, but it's hierarchy of kind of like, um, well, to be fair, it is the same. The hierarchy of needs within that rat right now was like, I need to live here. I could not give a shit about that pleasurable cheese over there. I need to live right now. I need to get away from that pain. I need to get away from that cat or I die. And this is the same way the human brain works. It goes, I don't want to get called fat anymore. I don't want to get injured anymore. I don't want to have this pain that's really causing me to be unhappy with my life. Therefore, I'm going to go and try and change. So this, this is what then happens. And this is something you may have heard me talk about before. It's the, the four stages of change. So the five stages of change, sorry. And this is the pre-contemplation stage. So this is pre-contemplation is when you're thinking about changing. It's when you've maybe had that little bit of pain, you've maybe had that little push, and you're like, oh, my, I should maybe, maybe do something about this. And this can last a long time. I know people that have sat on the fence for years about doing something. And it's about how quickly you can get out of this. Fuck off. Fucking, honestly, every time I record, sorry, I'm still swearing. But every time I bloody record, someone phones me. Resume share. Jesus. Right, let me. I'm gonna text Ellie again because she'll, she'll phone me again. I know she will. Sorry, guys. Got a little bit angry there. It's not her fault. She didn't know I was on a call. I'm just an angry man today because I'm not feeling well. I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a bitch when I've got the man flu. Um. Anyway, yeah. So pre-contemplation is when you think about it, but you've not done it yet. Contemplation is when you're like, right, okay, I'm I'm gonna do this. Like I'm thinking about it. I'm I've I've spoke to someone about it. I've actually kind of almost put it into action. Um whoops, didn't mean that. Um preparation is when you begin making steps, you begin telling people about it, you begin going, right, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. And a lot of people fail at this point because what happens is you get the same dopamine kick from talking about doing a thing as you do actually doing a thing. So the same chemical reaction goes on in your brain. When you actually talk to someone about the thing and then do the thing, so yeah, it's interesting that that how that happens. But that's that's why most people give up because they get the little pleasurable thing about talking about. I'm going to do a marathon. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do. I'm going to do 100 kilogram squat. And they never do it because they've gotten what they needed. They just kind of blow, the blow about it. But a lot of people come on my program, give up after one month because they're like, oh, yeah, this will be a good idea. they give me all the spiel on the call. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is something I've always I've always wanted to do this. I've always, and I'm not bamming people up here, because I know not everyone's ready for it, um, and it can be quite daunting, and I always think back, what could I have done differently to kind of ease that person in? Um, but a lot of people kind of give up at this point, and then there's obviously action, and then maintenance is the thing that we want to talk about. And then the next part, this is where only 15% of people reach the messy middle, now, these percentages are not based on my program. We've got a much higher success rate than that. But 15% of people give up at the messy middle. Now, the messy middle, you'll have be you'll be sick to death of seeing this if you've been in the program two, three years. And it's the the valley of despair. I can't exactly remember the oh, what is it? I can't remember the actual name of this graph. It's the uh it's named after someone. Um, but anyway, so this is what happens. You this is when you jump into the messy middle, this is when you jump into the program. You've got this uninformed optimism. Fuck, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to nail this program. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to lose so much weight. This is going to be great. And the first four weeks, you're motivated as shit. But then what happens is, oh, oh I'm feeling tired. Oh, this isn't really working. Oh, I've not lost a pound this week. Oh, I'm not feeling faster on my 5K. And you get this informed pessimism. Some sort of evidence that suggests this is going to be hard. This isn't going to work. And... It's a story that you tell yourself, this is not going to work. It's a story you tell yourself to protect yourself from danger, from harm, from embarrassment. Oh, fuck, like, oh, God, what if this doesn't work? Oh, my God, like, oh, some, it's not started. It's stopped going well now. I've lost, I've lost weight every single week up until now. And now it's like, oh, my God, like, I've got this pessimism. It's not going to work. And then what happens is people go into the valley of despair. Now, regardless if you come out of this or you don't, you end up here. In every single journey, you are going to have a week, a month, two months, or even just a day where things are fucking shit, where you feel like there is no fixing you. I'm never going to be better. I can think of so many examples. Rory Crichton, who everyone knows within this program, almost a year ago, got an injury just before the Edinburgh Marathon. And I guarantee he was thinking he was at the bottom of the pit. It's fucked. I'm never going to be a runner. I'm never going to be able to run a marathon. We're screwed. He would have been thinking that. But what he did was he you just went, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to push through. And then what happens is once you push through, you get this informed optimism. Oh, my God, I can push myself out of a hard time. I Oops. I can get myself out of this funk. Like, OK, yeah, that was shit. But I managed to get myself out. And that's just what life is. Life is a constant cycle of this. You think things are going really well. Oh, wait, shit, it's going a little, a little bit shit. Oh, things are fucked. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, actually, wait, I got through that. Yeah, that's life. And then you feel that success and fulfillment. Success and fulfillment doesn't just go in a straight line along here. You don't just go, everything's jolly. Oh, that was great success. No, shit happens, mate. Shit happens all the time. And if you don't believe that, then you've been living in a fucking fairy tale land. Like we need to have these in our life. We need to have these valleys of despair because if you don't, then I don't know where you're living. You must be living on fucking far, far away land from Shrek where everything is just a laugh. Um, random thought there. Don't know why that came into my head. Think Must be thinking of Shrek. Um, pretty cool place to live, by the way. I'm sure there's some shit that goes on there as well, to be fair. There definitely is shit that goes on there as well. Um, that fucking Puss Boots and shit. He, he was a little bit of a bastard in Shrek too, wasn't he? Um, until he, he became sound in the end, but the first time where he just like, you know, Holy fuck, that was a tangent and a half. Sorry, stop swearing, around. Stop saying fuck. That was ironic. Anyway, you get this informed optimism and then you break through. But what happens to nine out of, not not nine out of 10, nine out of 10 people that are not in the program, what happens to them is they go, oh no, despair. Oh no, things are fucked. Give up. Oh, let's start another program. As soon as things get hard, give up. As soon as things get hard, give up. I have three examples of people within the past six months that have done this in my program. And they have blanked me, ghosted me, ghosted me, and not messaged me back. I don't know what to think about that. I struggle to not get annoyed at that. I struggle to not get a little bit angry at these people because you have not even given me the chance to help explain this is what happens. You have not even given me the chance to help you. This is me getting. I'm getting a little bit angry at them. I'm a little bit angry at You can maybe sense it in my voice and the amount of things I've sworn. It frustrates the life out of me. This is going to happen get used to it i know i could name jake harrison i could name rory Crichton, i could name gail forest i could name lewis mckay i could name da yada sean Ritchie. i could name everyone that has had a success in my program has been through this shit storm about 20 times and they've come out the end hence why they are so so successful i remember listening to a podcast not long ago and the main thing that it said is the ability for athletes for pros for successful business people Um, The main thing that they highlighted time and time again, the reason for their success was the ability to bounce back up when they got knocked down. Rocky. So this is just a cool little thing that I believe frames the kind of journey of a nine-to-five athlete. So, and this is something I'm going to be talking about at the live event in briefly. So the entry level is where you come in, you think about your habits, you think about your body composition, you think about tidying things up. We hit our initial goals. We make sure that we can actually stick to some simple non-negotiables. We're not thinking about doing anything like fancy. We're not thinking about mastering our nutrition right now. We're not thinking about having this nailed on routine. We're not thinking about squatting 200 kilograms. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Not sure there's many people in the program that can do that. Um, So then we go on to that. This is the control level if we get to the point where we want to be a part-time athlete, this is where we begin thinking about setting challenges. Like what can we take on that's going to push us out of our comfort zone? Thinking about multiple training goals, not just, Oh, I just want to lose some body fat. Like we want to have multiple training goals. We want to be thinking about our strength and our cardio. And we want to have the ability to assist the people around us. We want to have the knowledge and the ability to go to your partner, go to your son, go to your cousin. Oh, this is what you should do. This is what we should do. I believe that's a really good level to know where you're at. And then, the nine to five athlete is a person that has autonomy that doesn't need me to hold their hand, just needs me to keep programming them and just needs me to keep like keep pushing them on and just keep helping me, me helping them expand their, their mindset. Then they do an event or they raise some money for charity and they will do a success session with me if they like it or not, which means coming on the podcast. <clears throat> so You'll know the people that have been on my podcast so far and they're part of that. So this is the next thing i kind of refer to this at the very start of the program uh, the program We could call this a program if you want the presentation and it refers to the fact that people do diets people do workout programs six-week programs 90-day programs that's what i do but mine's is different mine's always got the the thought process of moving forwards after that and it's essentially referring to the fact that programs don't work lifestyles do i don't know if anyone remembers the episode of Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants where Patrick just keeps going and then what and then what and then what and then I'm pretty sure it's. I was almost convinced it was SpongeBob SquarePants but I couldn't find it on YouTube and then what and then what and then what and then what and he just keeps going and then what and it's really annoying I do this to some people sometimes they go oh yeah yeah I really want to lose like uh, 10 kilograms I really want to really want to do like uh, a marathon, and, and that's totally fine. By the way, like I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a prick. They're not going to come in the first, the first day of the program and say they want to run a marathon, and I'm just going to go and then what? I'm going to wait until I've worked with that person for a while, and we've expanded their vision as to what they can actually achieve. Because I, it's nothing more that I hate more in life. Like never mind, like Nazis and stuff like that, or never mind the kind of, um, the current climate and the. In taxes, there's something I hate even more than that, and it's when people have a before they have a start and they have an end and they fall off a cliff, and they go on holiday and then they put all their weight back on. Or it's this sustainability in a lifestyle. Now I know not everyone is tuned into this. Hence, this is what this this kind of presentation is about. Not everyone is tuned up like that. They they want to just get on. They want to just get uh, in shape for going on holiday, or they want to just like run a half marathon and then never run again. But the problem with that is, is because they've set their goals and their standards so high and they've pushed so hard for six weeks, they end up hating what they're doing. They end up hating the whole thing. They hate the gym. They hate the eating. It's because they've not got the sustainability around it. They've not got the long-term vision. And they they think programs, they think six weeks, they think 90 days, and they don't think lifestyle. Not everyone is ready for this fitness lifestyle. I get it. It's maybe unfair for me to think they are but the people that we bring into this program are not people that are just going to do fucking things like slimming world and are not just people that are going to do six week cuts. And by the way, like that's no dig at slimming world. Like it it can be effective alongside something like this. If it's something that you want to do, I get it. I've known people that have worked brilliantly for in terms of dropping body fat and losing weight. But I just always think, and then what, like, what are you going, what are you doing after you lose, after that holiday? What are you doing after you lose that body fat? Is that you just done with fitness after that? Because if it is, then you didn't have a good relationship with fitness and nutrition in the first place because you fall off a cliff after it. Just keep thinking that like, okay, I'm going to do that. And then what, then what am I going to do? Are you going to make this a lifestyle? Or is it simply going to be a fucking yo-yo diet and a yo-yo program where you're on, you're off, you're on, you're off, you're in shape, you're out of shape. How can, why can't you do all year long? Like, what is the reason? Have you ever reason? Okay, fair enough. But if you don't, something's going wrong. You've been exposed to the wrong sort of material. (laughs) find your tribe find something that you love is it like is it the gym that you go to is there a really good community around that is it there a crossfit uh box that you go to is it like do you really enjoy high rocks is that a community that you love to be part of and um, do you go to the local running club Um, does your work have a really good kind of fitness routine community do they do yoga and stuff like that and um, is it your football team find a tribe that is good for your long-term health and become part of that that's what i'm trying to make this hence why it's named team nine to five athlete i want this to be a team of people that see this as a membership they do not just see this as a program they see this as a membership you're a member of team nine to five athlete you are not in you are not out you are part of it and look i will never nobody has to sign up for for the rest of their life and again i always like to make this very clear like this would be one of the best market employees in the world. If I just go, yeah, get part, part of the team, never leave. Great for me financially. Of course it is. But I say great for me financially. It's 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 the same as I could run it in a program sense where I only bring people in for 90 days and then I leave them. And I just do this never ending cycle of bringing new people in. And I churn out before and afters and I make them look fucking really amazing. And I'm like, I got him to that. And I just go, I just want to get this before and after because that sells. That really, really does sell. I'll tell you what doesn't sell very well. Come in and be a part of this for two years. That's fucking hard to sell to someone new. I'm telling you that right now. That doesn't work. I can never jump on a call and go, by the way, sign up for two years. I've not seen it happen ever, ever before, with me anyway. I know some people could probably do it if they're good if they can kind of sell their program good enough. It's a skill. But I want you to be part of the team. Think of some of the things that you spend your money on right now. Sky TV. I know not many people spend money on Sky TV now. Fire sticks, fucking unreal. Um Think of the teams that you've been part of in the past. Think of the memberships. Think of the subscription subscriptions that you're paying for. Um, and think, what could something like this do for you? And I'm not, I don't need to sell this to you. You're part of the program already if you're watching this, no doubt. I don't need to sell this to you. But having a membership of something like this, a contagious membership, now not contagious in the sense of COVID, contagious in the sense of, you look at the people within this program. You look at the team around you. We've got a really good connection going on just now with at least about thirty to forty people within the program. There are some people that are kind of floating on the outside, and that's fine. That's what they want. But we've got a really good connection with the people within this program right now. We've got a really good tribe, and it's contagious, and it kind of like it kind of just thingies off and the snowballs off into other people, and it's a really good thing to be part of, and it's going to be beneficial for your health in the long run. We promote health, fitness, life, and we promote. The improvement of mental health. We promote all that sort of jazz. So it's like that's going to be good for you. Um, and that's maybe that is me trying to sell the sell the dream of what we've got going on here. But it's forever improving. It really is. The events are going to be ongoing. The events are free for you. I never charge you for the events. And I'll tell you right now, like the people that I bring in could be charging me. Not all of them do. Some of them give me very good prices, but they could be charging me thousands of pounds. And that's something that, again, I'm not trying to go like, oh, look what I'm giving you, respect me. That's not what I'm trying to do. I, hate it to, I would hate it to seem that way. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help you understand that by being part of these events and coming to these days and getting on these retreats and coming to the trainings, um, you're extracting so much value from amazing people all around all around the world, all around for all around this area. Like you get to tap into the minds of people that will elevate you higher than where you are just now. You look at guys like Chris. You look at guys like Shaggy. You look at guys like Rachel and stuff like that, and they elevate you. If you look at them and you see the way that they're training, the way that they're living their life, fucking hell, it drags you up. If you look at, I'm gonna, I always use Karen as a name just because it's the, it's it's a commonly used one. But sorry to any Karens out there. I know a few really nice Karens. Rory, your mum's Karen. She's really nice. Um, if you're watching, you might not be watching. That would be awkward. But anyway, um, what was I going to say there? Like Karen at work. I hate dieting I did Slim Emerald World and it was shit I tried Herbalife and it was shit I can't be asked with the gym that's fucking contagious in the wrong way stay away from Karen anyway tackle new goals regularly where's my photo Oi, where's my photo I've got a nice picture of an air here tackle new goals regularly and that kind of taps into the same thing that I was talking about with the and then what and then what and then what and then what because it's a forever evolving thing your goals it evolves over time like the first six months of the year you might want to just be losing body fat building muscle the next six months of the year you might want to be taking on like a a run or something like that the next six months of the year you might be doing a high rocks the next six months of the year you might be focusing on your family but what's first and foremost within your mind it may not be a 10 out of 10 365 days of the year it might need to be tapped down to a 7 out of 10 when you get busy at work you might just have a young child and it might be only it might only be a 5 out of 10 but there's one thing you do not let it go below a five out of 10. You do not drop your standards that low, regardless of what's happening. What you do is you constantly evolve, constantly create new goals, constantly create new targets, constantly create new uh, metrics. And there's a nice little kind of analogy that I came with. So if you know the names, Christopher Columbus, James Cook, uh, Ferdinand Miguel and Vasco da Gama, and, I don't know if anyone kind of knows what the relationship between all those people are. I'm sure some people are well in tune with who those people are they're basically explorers of the world. So they, I, can't, I mean, they're all from different eras, some pretty similar, but what they did was they jumped on a boat and they traveled the world, went to find new land, went to find new things that were going on in the world, find new uh, settlements and really, yeah, just discover the world, map the world. That's what they did. And I'll tell you what, what James Cook did. He didn't land on the first bit of land that he found. And he didn't go, oh, well, that's great. Job complete. I've found this first bit of land and that's all I needed to do. Perfect. No, 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 no. He was hungry as fuck to go, right, okay, what's next? Right, okay, what's over there? What's over there? What's over here? What's over there? How can I expand my vision as to what the world's got to offer me? And it's the same with you right now. It's like, what's over here? What? What's my body capable over here? Can I actually achieve that? well, I managed to get to that first bit of land. So fuck it. Let's go to America. Let's go and try and let's go and find that other bit of land that someone told me there could be something over there. So let's expand our vision, expand our goals, expand what we believe we are capable of across the board, not just fitness, not just our health, not just our body, but within our career, because this stuff's all attached because the number one operators all over the world have these things at the front of their minds. Like, they work hard they tackle new goals they work on their fitness and all that sort of stuff oh my beak is so blocked um so the next thing that i would have you do right now like if you wanted to do this right now i would go through this task well you could do it when you're finished because i'll fire through this because i understand we're going on a little bit but list your reasons for training and eating well etc so list your reasons for doing this essentially what are the main motivations to you right now as to why you're doing this? Write it on your phone notes, write it on a bit of paper, write it on, just write it anywhere, write it on your fucking living room wall if you want. List your reasons for training and eating. If you only have one, there's a problem. If you only have one, you are too hyper-focused on that one thing. I probably have about 20 things I could write down right now. Um, and if you do do this, I want you to send it to me. You don't need to send it to me, but I'd really love to see what you write. I would love to see you send this over to me just to just so I could tap into your brain and, s- and see what your what your reasons for training are. Think about things like, okay, my body is number one. Like, okay, I want to I want my body to feel good. I want to look good. That's fine. That can be your goal. But if it's your only goal, it's a danger. It's my mindset. It's my mental health. It's my example to my kids. It's so that I work better at work. It's so that I can challenge my body. It's that so I can be an inspiration to those around us. It's so that I can say to that guy at work that I've got bigger quads than him. That's fine as well if you want to. Um, you can perform better sexually. Why not? It, it helps boost testosterone and all that. Um, Yeah, you could list a million different things if you really think about it. So, yeah, have a think about that. Now, this is – I actually love this. I love this book as well. Matthew McConaughey, Green Lights. It's absolutely unrelated to fitness Um yeah it is it's unrelated to fitness it's unrelated to what we do but it's got some great life lessons about kind of like how to expand like your vision it's about his kind of journey through his acting career and where he came from and it's just it's just an unbelievable book like it was read by him as well if you listen to the audiobook it's just so good um i was just like totally tuned in i remember listening listening to it during covid and just like walking around the time for hours on end just listening to this it was so good i'm going to get Get you to listen to this because I think it's brilliant. You ever had a gut feeling that maybe you were meant for more, but you weren't really sure what the next best steps were to achieve it? Me too. So what's your more? What's your 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 destination? And I'm not talking about just more money or more things. I'm also talking about more love. More joy, more choice, more balance, more trust. What's your more? You had a gut. I love that. Um, Absolutely love that. And I used to be one of these guys that fucking hated quotes. Anytime I seen a quote come up on Instagram or, or TikTok, I was like, what? The reason that I used to hate them was because they didn't talk to me because I was in a completely different headspace. They didn't talk to me at all. I was just like, what does that even fucking mean, man? I was like, shut up. Like I'm just the way to play FIFA and go and have a tug. Um, that was that was inappropriate, but anyway, um, that's that was literally what what I was thinking. I was like, "What does this even mean? What do you mean? What is your more?" But I I love this because again, it's not related to fitness directly. You could relate it to that, but it's this thought process that like you are meant for more, and if you're meant for more, then how do you how do you make yourself more? Do you make yourself more by just doing the same things you've been doing your whole life do you make yourself more by just constantly fucking just fucking about going out every weekend really stuck in a stuck in a job that you don't like stuck in a relationship you don't like again that's not necessarily like that could be you but you need to have a think about where you are in your life right now and are you meant for more and what is your more and by achieving these things within your fitness by improving your health by eating well by sleeping well by by working harder like that's how you get more i don't care what anyone says like you can get more by only just grafting fucking people could relate this to like a career thing and they could go like, right, okay, I'm going to work 15 hours a day, every single day. And I'm going to, I'm going to grind, grind, grind and make this fucking amazing business. But that's not more because you need, you need that balance around all the most important values within your life. And you need to figure out what those are. Like, what are your most important, highest values? What are the most important things to your life? Is it your family? Is it your business? Is it your fitness? Is it whatever? And, For you to really dive in and create long-term change, you've got to understand that you are meant for more. Like, I know people get comfortable. People get comfortable in Forthwaite. They really do. They get comfortable in these small towns. They get that job when they're 17. They still do. But there's nothing wrong with doing this, by the way. I don't want to sound fucking pretentious or anything like that. They get this job, and they don't really like it, but they just stay in it for years years and years and years and years and years, and they get by. Next thing you know, they're 50. fucking never really did anything with my life never really pushed that little bit harder I never really tried to kind of like live up to my full potential that fucking scares the shit out of me that like not living up to my full potential I would hate for myself to be that person and it can be exhausting sometimes like always trying to chase that you've got to sometimes pause and stabilize and go right okay life's okay just now let's just enjoy it but you are meant for more and I would, I'm going to listen to this over and over and over and over again. That's going to be my little reminders, like, what is your more? And, oh, oh wait, I clicked on, clicked on that again. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, it's going to keep clicking on it because I've hyperlinked the back of the actual screen. And here's the last one. Here's our, here's our finisher. Talking about vapes here. At a few people here. At a few people that might be listening to this. Vapes. I'm not saying I've not talked to one a couple of times. I definitely have on a night out. And um, there's just, they're just so stupid. Like they literally are. When you think about what these are, like you're literally smoking like flavored air into your lungs that could well be like killing you slowly. You just don't know it. And um, it's not good for you. There's 100% not good for you. I don't care what anyone says. Like, oh, as long as it's to stop me smoking. Most people that have these don't smoke anyway. They're just using this to like, I don't know what it is. It's just to get this little quick rush of nicotine because they're like, mind so kind of like blank in other areas of their life. Like, just give me a little talk of this. Just make me feel make me feel a wee bit better for two seconds. Yeah, I'm at you. If you are someone that smokes these, I'm at you right now. Um, it's quite funny. I was just like, I just, I clicked vapes and this one came up and it said YOLO on them. I was like, yeah, you, you do only live once. So fucking don't vape during that life. Like, just don't vape. Don't vape or smoke during your life. Um, <clears throat> it's just a, I know it's hard to get out of, but you can get out of it. You can fucking... There's certain other things you've done in your life that are harder, but you can get out of it. And you only live once is the most ironic quote out there because it's currently and most often used from people that are trying to justify their stupid fucking long-term decisions of like going out getting plastered, fucking taking gear, all that sort of stuff. Oh, you only live once. Oh, let's just go and blow all this money here. Oh, you only live once. Oh, I don't need to fucking go to the gym. You only live once. It's like, yeah, you do only live once. So why would you want to live that whole life fucking operating at 20% of your actual maximum potential and health? Like waking up every single morning, feeling like I feel like an absolute zombie because you're eating like shit constantly. And then you go out every single weekend. Oh, you only live once. That's okay. Let's just go and enjoy the weekend. Your life will fritter itself away very quickly. If you do, if you do only live by that kind of like ironic statement, like you don't, you only live once. So Why not try and make the most of that? Why not try and live up to your full potential? Do what you want to do with your life. Think about that thing that you've fucking been dreaming of for ages, that dream job, that dream holiday, that thing that you're like, I'd never be able to do that, but I'd love to do it. Fuck it, you can do that. You can do whatever that may be. Like I I said this to someone the other day, I I believe that every single person within this program, every single one of them, if they wanted to, could do the same ultramarathon that Rory Crichton did. It's true, they could. It would take them maybe a lot longer than it did for Rory to train for it. But I believe every single person within this group could do an ultramarathon. It's only the story that they tell themselves um, as to why they can't that would stop them doing that. Um, Now that seems a bit crazy. You're like, oh, I'm fucking 65 years old. How would I be able to do it? You would be able to do it if you got the right training and the right kind of mindset. It's not to say that you should do it. It's just a self-limiting belief that holds you back sometimes. Um, So I'm going to stop there. I think I've been speaking about in 45 minutes maybe maybe not as long as that i'm not sure um but hopefully you took something away from that and hopefully that's really just lit a fire within you to go and fucking try and take on something um, to try and go and push forward with your life because yeah you do only live once so make the most of it um is what i'm trying to say oh i need a drink now um